Hey, Next Level Church, Pastor Deshaun here. I am coming at you live from Antarctica. Just kidding. I'm just in my backyard and in Canada, it's freezing. I hope you're staying warm, but I'm here to do a special introduction to Pastor Brendan Whitten. He's an amazing part of our journey. Even during our pre-launch in 2019, Pastor Brendan, his wife, Pastor Sharon, and their church, Toronto City Church, they partnered with us. They cheered us on. They supported us. We toured their church a couple of times prior to our launch to learn and to see behind the scenes. They were so generous and they invested generously into Next Level Church, making our church possible. And so we love them. And Pastor Brendan has been a history maker, really. And he's been a strong support to us. But he's also a very kingdom-minded person. And today, Pastor Brendan has an amazing message for you called Level Up. And God has been speaking to him about our church. And whatever you're going through today, you're going to be inspired, encouraged, challenged to go to the next level. Amen. So get ready. Whatever you're doing, put it aside. Get your notebook and pen ready. Get ready to take notes because God is going to reveal himself to you and give you fresh impartation as you get ready to listen to the word of God. So put your hands together and let's welcome Pastor Brendan Whitten as he brings a message titled, Level Up. Let's go. Next Level Church, what's going on? Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Pastor Brendan Whitten and I am so glad to be with you today. It is a huge honor for me to come and spend some time with you and share the Word of God. I'm honored because, number one, I love Next Level Church. I love what you guys are doing. I love what you're about. I just love that you're here in our city and that you're helping to advance the kingdom of God. Not only I love Next Level Church, but I love your pastors. Your pastors are amazing people. And I want you, even right now where you are, just take a moment and thank God that he has blessed you with such amazing pastors. You know, I heard it said years ago that when God loves you, one of the things he does is he gives you great pastors. And so I know that if you are part of Next Level Church, God definitely loves you. So I love your church. I love your pastors. And I love what God is doing in your church. I love what God is doing. I love what he's done so far up to this point. And I love what he is planning to do. And for all these reasons, and even more, it's just an incredible honor to be with you and to share the word of God with you today. I've got a word in my heart that I believe that God has given to me. I'm excited to be sharing with you, even as you are in your 21-day fast and prayer as a church family. And so I really just pray that what I share with you will be able just to encourage you, to charge you up, to fuel you as you continue to seek God and push forward in God together. You know, one of the first verses, I just want to start here that God gave me as I was praying and preparing to share with you guys is from Zechariah 4 verse 10. And this is from the New Living Translation. It says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. And I just heard this word just from God for you, even today, where he says, do not despise small beginnings. Now guys, real talk. Let's talk about it. Planting and building a church from scratch is hard. But you know what? It's so worth it. Not only that, but planting and building a church in the middle of a pandemic is even harder. But it is so worth it. And so I want to encourage you just off the start. 
even in the middle of these times we're in, in the middle of this season, in the middle of everything that is going on, dream big, right? Believe God for huge things, but also enjoy what he is doing right now. Enjoy the little steps, the little victories, all the things that come with building, even in a day like we're in, because God is doing something special in Next Level Church. God is doing something special in each one of your lives. Always remember that success in the kingdom of God is not just about hitting a certain result, but success is about obedience. And I want to encourage each one of you to continue the path of obedience. Continue as a church family the path of seeking God, of following God, and obeying Him. Secondly, I want to uh, just encourage you in this time of fasting and prayer that you're in. Again, I was very honored and excited to be able to bring a word to you in the middle of this time of prayer and fasting. Because it is so key and it's so important for growth in God. Now, is fasting hard? Definitely. I can definitely say from my personal experience, fasting can be very challenging. It can be very difficult, but it is always worth it. And so even as you are a week into your fast now, and I don't know what you're fasting or how you're fasting. I'm sure different you, ones of you are fasting on different levels, but it's definitely challenging on our flesh. But I just want to encourage you in several reasons why fasting is so important and why fasting is so powerful. Number one, fasting is powerful and important because it doesn't change God, but it definitely changes you. Fasting is powerful because it changes us. It does things in us that we can see and understand, but it also does things in us that we don't even fully understand in the moment, but we only see the fruit of later. See, a lot of times people will look at fasting and they feel like, well, if we just fast, then God will do something. God will move when we fast, almost like our fasting changes God. But again, here's what I've come to understand. Fasting doesn't change God. Fasting changes us. Fasting does things in us and aligns us more with God. It brings us more into alignment with Him. God doesn't need to change. We don't need to fast to twist God's arm or try and force something to happen. He's already ready and willing to move. He's ready and willing to do incredible things, but he wants to get us into alignment. So fasting helps bring us into alignment. That's the first reason why I love to fast. The second reason why I love to fast, well, let me be truthful. I love to fast. I also hate to fast. So it's like a love-hate relationship, but it's more love than hate. So here's the second reason I love hate to fast. The second reason why I love hate to fast is because fasting tunes you into the Holy Spirit. I don't know if any of you would remember, I'm going to be dating myself a little bit with this, maybe some of you remember, have you ever watched a TV or when you were younger growing up, maybe you're about my vintage, my generation, that had the antennas on it? Now I know all you really young folks, all you younger millennials, Generation Z, have no idea what I'm talking about. Just go on Google, look it up, you will find it. But I remember my grandparents used to have a TV at their cottage when we were growing up. And this TV, we didn't have cable. We had antennas out the back of the TV. And you, you set the antennas up just right. And we get like three channels. That is all you get. You got the antennas right. You could see the TV. But if the antennas were off, the picture would start to become fuzzy. Uh, if they were really off, it would just turn into complete static and you couldn't see anything. So what you had to do was you had to go and you had to kind of try to adjust the antennas just right. And if you got them into the right position, the picture would become clear. 
And so I remember so many times, you know, I'd be up there and my brother would be up there. And, and so you're behind there. You're trying to adjust the, and you ask me, okay, is it good now? Is it good now? And you're kind of moving around. No, they're like, it's good. No, no, no. You messed it up. Bring it back. No, no. Change it. Change it. And I'll say, okay, don't move. Don't move. You got it. Right? You got it into alignment so the signal could come through. What does that have to do with fasting? What I have found is when we fast, not only does it change us, but it tunes us in. It's almost like in the spirit, when we fast, it begins to recalibrate and adjust our ability to be in the spirit and to hear what God is saying. And so I really want to encourage you to expect God, expect during this time as you continue forward in these 21 days, expect to hear God's voice clearly. Expect for God to speak to you so powerfully in things, maybe that you, you, you were having difficulty hearing before, it was staticky, but as you fast, you tune in. And so the second reason is why I am so excited about fasting, I believe it's so important. The third reason is simply this, fasting disciplines our flesh, right? The Bible talks about how we're spirit, but we also have our flesh, and our flesh is the natural side of us, the natural side that tends to not want to follow God, the natural side that is tempted by sin. Right? And, and we live in this world, there's pressures that are put on our flesh. And so when we fast, what we're actually doing is we are telling our flesh, which wants food, or which wants this, or whatever we're laying on, we're telling our, fast, our, our flesh, no, you're not going to have that right now, because we're pursuing God. No, you're not going to have this right now, because we're pursuing the things of the Spirit. We're tuning into the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, your flesh is going to fuss. Some of you this week already. I mean, you know, sometimes people, you may be doing a food fast. And after one day, your flesh is like, we're going to die. You're going to die. No, you're not going to die. You're going to be fine. Your flesh is just used to running things. And so when you fast, you bring your flesh into alignment. You bring it into discipline. And you pursue the things of the Spirit. And this is actually very important as believers. It's very important as we follow God and we walk with Him. That we learn to make sure that our flesh follows the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And so fasting is an amazing way to do that. And so once again, fasting is powerful because it changes us. It tunes us into the Spirit. And it disciplines our flesh. And so I just wanted to take a few moments to encourage you in that before I jumped into the main portion of my message. Just again, because I'm so honored to be sharing a word with you, even as you're in the middle of your fast. Now, I want to jump into the main portion of my message for you today. And the title of my message is simply this, Level Up. Come on, somebody where you are right now, say, Level Up. All right, if you're sitting with somebody else, maybe you're with a family member, or with a close friend, obviously with proper social distancing, I want you to look at them or maybe get your phone out and text somebody today and tell them, level up. I call this message level up because Next Level Church, I believe that even in 2021, even in these 21 days of fasting and prayer, as you are entering into and moving forward in 2021, that God wants to take you to the next level. Next level church, I'm not just trying to be cute. I actually hear the Holy Spirit saying this, but God wants to take you to the next level. God wants to take you to the next level in your relationship with Him. God wants to take you to the next level in your marriages, in your family relationships. If you have kids with your children, He wants to take you to the next level. God wants to take you to the next level in your personal dreams, in your careers, in the things that God has called you to. God wants to take you to the next level in your finances. God wants to take you in the next level 
in just living out the purposes that he has for your life. That's individually. Corporately as a church. I believe that 2021 is a year that God wants you to take you to the next level as a church. He wants to take you to the next level in reaching people. He wants to take, take you to the next level in just stepping out and being who he's called you to be. He wants to take you to the next level. And healings manifesting to the next level is souls coming to the kingdom. He wants to take you to the next level in finances. God wants to take you to the next level. Come on, somebody say it again today. Say it with me. It's time to level up. Right? God wants to take you to the next level, but he is calling us to level up. Because here's what I've learned about God. God has his will. He has what he wants to do, but he still looks for us to say yes. He still looks for us to engage with him. He looks for us to partner with him and to participate with him in what he's doing. And so God's heart is to take you to the next level. But you have to say yes to him. You have to make the decision to say, you know what, I hear what God's saying, and I'm saying yes, and with his help, I am going to level up. That's why even this time of prayer and fasting is so important, because that's part of your way of saying yes to God so you can level up in what he's doing in your life. And you know, maybe there's some of you who are listening to me right now, and you didn't decide not to participate in the 21 days. I don't know what your reason was. Maybe it was a good reason. Maybe it was really a bad reason. Whatever it was, you felt like, I don't need to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't have time to do this. Well, I want to encourage you. You know what? Why not jump on board right now? Because God wants to do something in your life. And he wants you to level up. He's calling you to the next level, but you've got to respond to him. And these times of prayer and fasting are amazing opportunities for us to do that. And so in this year, God is saying, I want to take you next level church to the next level, but you need to level up. And so the question then becomes, okay, well, what are some of the things that we need to do or some of the things that we need to embrace so we can level up? What are some of the things that we can do in our part? And so there's one verse that I want to particularly focus and share with you. This is a verse that actually God has been speaking to me for my life. He's been speaking to me for our church at Toronto City Church. But as I prayed and prepared for this time, I really felt like God spoke to me as it was a verse for you as well. And I believe this verse is going to show us some key things that God wants us to grow in so we can level up in 2021. So we can say yes to what he is doing. And that verse is Romans 12, verse 12. So if you want to turn there with me or go there in your device and look at Romans 12, verse 12. Again, while we're getting there, I want you just to look at somebody today. Look at your screen and just say, it's time to level up. It's time to level up. All right, Romans 12, verse 12 says this. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. And be constant in prayer. Can I say that again? Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. And I believe today, Next Level Church, I believe that in this passage, there are a number of key ingredients. I'm really going to talk to you about four key ingredients, four key concepts or spiritual things that we need to grab a hold of if we're going to level up in 2021. These are four things that God is calling us to so that we can level up and we can move to the next level of what he has for us. The first thing that stands out to me in this verse, and I believe is the first agreement, is simply this. It's hope. Come on, somewhere you are, say hope. Right? It says here, rejoice in hope. And so I believe the first area that God is working in us and he wants us to respond to him and say yes so he can take us to the next level is in this area of hope. 
Now, what do I mean about when I say hope? What am I talking about when I say this? Well, it's very important that when we say the word hope, we understand what the biblical definition is for hope. See, Bible hope is an earnest expectation that good is going to come into your life. Let me say that again. Bible hope is an earnest expectation that good is going to come into your life. Now, this is very different from most of us see hope as. I think most of us see hope as something that's very weak. We see hope as something that, well, I hope it's going to happen. Well, I hope God is going to do something. Well, I hope God is going to take us to the next level. And even in the way we say it, it almost is more of a doubting word. It's kind of like, well, I'm really not sure, so I hope so. I hope that it's going to happen. But that's not what the Bible means at all when it talks about hope. Anytime you see hope in the Bible, particularly the New Testament, it again is talking about this concept where you have an earnest expectation that good is coming into your life. You know, the best way I can think of to describe this is my kids on Christmas morning. My kids on Christmas morning are not sitting there going, well, I hope mom and dad got us some presents. Zion, the Witten household, we don't really do the Santa thing. I'm not hating if you do, but I'm not going to go get all these presents, put all these time in these presents, spend all this money on these presents, and give credit to Santa. My kids know that mommy and daddy got us these presents. So they're sitting there on Sunday morning. Hey, if you want to do the Santa thing, do the Santa thing. I'm not even trying to be spiritual about it. I'm just saying that I don't give credit to Santa. I get the credit. So... With this, though, when the kids are sitting there at Christmas morning, you're not sitting there going, well, I, I hope we get some presents, right? Like, you know, because goes, look, I mean, I don't know, what kind of dad would I be? They're not even sure if I'm going to come through, right? That, that's the hope. See, their hope is they know the presents are coming. They know the presents are there. They're excited to see what the presents are. They just can't wait to find They know something good is coming. They're just waiting to find out what it is. And that, to me, is the perfect picture of what biblical hope is like. And in this season, guys, I really want to encourage you that God is restoring hope and God is building hope. You know, we're in, we're in a hard time in many ways with COVID and lockdowns. And one of the things is for many people is that they've become very hopeless during this time. Sadly, even many Christians have become hopeless. But you know what I've learned about hope? Guys, hope is this earnest expectation that good is coming. Hope comes from God and hope comes into our lives because we have Jesus. And here's what I found. And what I come down to say, Christians should be the most hopeful people on the planet. Right? If you don't have Jesus, if you don't have God, yeah, like the scriptures say, you're without hope in this world. And I can understand if you don't know Jesus, why you'd be struggling with hopelessness in the world we're in right now. But if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you've committed to walk with Him and to know Him, you become a child of God, then you should be the most hopeful person possible. Why? Because of who he is and because of all that he's done for us. See, the enemy wants us to be hopeless, but God is empowering us to be hopeful. Are you hopeful today or are you in a place of hopelessness? Now, if you feel like you're hopeless, I'm not putting you down about that, but I want to call you higher. I want to call you to the next level of what God has for you. I want you to come to a place in your spirit where you are no longer satisfied with living in a hopeless state, but you realize because I have Jesus, I have hope. He is the living hope and there is so much hope in him and you rise up, you level up into a place of hope. See, part of where God's taking us is he is taking us to a place, because the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. We're going to need faith to get where we're going. 
We're going to need faith in God to walk this out. Well, faith and hope are very interconnected. If you have no hope, your faith has nothing to build. And so in this time, God is doing a work in us regarding hope. And let the Lord work in you regarding hope. Romans 15, 13 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that the power, by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Now there's so many things from this verse I could pull, but I just want you to see this. May the God of hope, God is the God of hope. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he wants to fill you with hope so that you abound with hope. What does abound mean? Abound means to be filled to overflowing, to be filled to you have more than that. That is what God wants. But we've got to say yes then. We've got to say, okay, Lord, fill me with fresh hope. God, do a work in my life regarding hope. Hopeless people, people who have not grabbed the hold of the hope in Jesus are not going to be able to level up. But if you allow God to fill you with fresh hope today, if you allow God to fill you with this earnest expectation, that even in the middle of all the craziness going around us, God's got good things for us. God's got a plan for us. God, we didn't see this coming. We didn't see COVID coming. We didn't see lockdowns coming. We didn't see all these things coming. But God did. He already had a plan. He's already made a way. He's already made a provision. He's already given us more than enough grace to walk through this together. And you get that in your spirit. You get filled with hope because you're like, I just can't wait to see what God's going to do. I can't wait to see His grace. God wants to fill us with hope. And as we're filled with hope, we will level up. Next level, church. God wants to take you to the next level. And He wants to take you to the next level by leveling you up in hope. Come on, somebody say level up. And so we see this, that we first see rejoice in hope. For the second point, because I think this is so important, I want to focus on that first part of that first phrase. Rejoice in hope. God is calling us to grow. And if we're going to level up, not just work in our lives in the area of hope, but he, want to work, he wants to work in our lives in the area of joy and in this area of rejoicing. One of the phrases that has really been in my spirit during this time is that God wants to fill us with joy in this season, but he also wants to train us in joy for the seasons which are to come. Joy is such an important part of the kingdom of God. That's why it says, I don't have the verse read, uh, reference for you, but it says in the kingdom there is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, it's interesting because for a lot of us, we get righteousness. Yes, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I've been made right through Jesus, and we get that. We know that's important, and I agree, it is. We also have a good context for peace. Right? We have that peace that passes all understanding. You may have peace with God. There's a peace that comes when you follow Jesus. But you know what I found for a lot of believers? They don't have the same revelation, understanding, or passion for joy. And yet the scriptures say that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so in this season where God is leveling us up, He's working the area of hope, but I also believe that He's working in the area of joy. Because just right now, in the season, in the world we're in, a lot of people struggle with hope, a lot of people are hopeless, a lot of people are struggling in the area of joy. Why? Because there's so many challenges, there's so many problems, there's so much fear that's going around. But in the middle of this all, God says, listen, I want you to have a supernatural joy. I want you to rejoice. I want you to be filled with my joy and be filled with the joy of what I have. And here's what I found. When you're filled with the joy of the Lord, in Nehemiah 8 verse 10, it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's where our strength comes from. Right, guys, listen, as a Christian, your normal state is to be filled with joy. 
Now I know some of us might find it strange to hear that because we, our experience, our experience of those around us is that there's not a lot of joy. Right? We see depression, we see sadness, we see oppression, we see people are kind of burdened down by their circumstances. But God says, listen, that's not the normal state I've called you to. Now, if you're there, does it mean you're a bad Christian? No, of course not. But I want to inspire you and encourage you that God has joy for you. God has joy for you that will be your strength. You don't have to live the rest of your life in depression. You don't have to live the rest of your life weighed down by sadness. That God is calling you to rejoice and to learn to walk in joy. See, people who are going to level up in this season, family, are people I believe are going to allow God to work in hope, but they're also people who are going to allow God to work in joy. Next level church, God wants you to be filled with joy. Even as you have the opportunity to gather back together. I don't know when it will be. I'm believing for all of our churches it will be soon. But even as you come together, I just want to encourage you and I want to prophesy over you that you will be a church that is filled with joy. That the joy of the Lord will be your portion. That the joy of the Lord will just be so evident as you gather together. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Come on, next level church. God is taking you to the next level. He wants you to level up. And part of the way you're going to respond and engage in that is going to be in the area of receiving joy. Come on, somebody say level up. Level up. God's going to take us. He's going to level us. So God wants to work in hope. God wants to fill you with fresh hope today. I also believe that God wants to fill you with fresh joy. And this leads us to the third part or the third portion of the scripture. He says rejoice in hope. And they says, be patient in tribulation. Now, what is he talking about when he says tribulation? Well, tribulation is simply a biblical or theological word that means trouble or difficulty. How many know in 2020 we went through some tribulation? How many know in 2021 we're going through some tribulation? Are we going through some challenges? Are we going through some battles? Are we going through some difficulties? You better believe it. But what does God say in the middle of tribulation we need to do? He said, and wine in tribulation. No, no, didn't say wine, did it? Uh, uh, you know, kind of complain in tribulation. No, no, he didn't say complain in tribulation. Uh, totally zone out and just, uh, you know, just uh, binge watch Netflix in tribulation. No, no, he didn't say. Get on Instagram and just scroll through Instagram endlessly in tribulation. No, no. What he says is be patient in tribulation. Come on, somebody say be patient in tribulation. See, guys, God is schooling us and he's training us in hope. He's schooling us and training us in joy, and he's also schooling us and training us in patience. Now, what do I mean by patience? Well, it's interesting because patience is very much like hope, where a lot of times we think we know what it means as Christians, but we really don't know what it means. Right? We kind of have this feeling oftentimes about patience that it's kind of like that weak hope. You know, we just kind of, well, I'll just kind of wait around and... You know, I just, I guess I just got to wait. You know, it's kind of like God's always late and I just have to wait for him. And that's patience. No, that's not what patience is about at all. Patience in the Bible is not just sitting around and waiting and hoping something's going to happen. Patience in the Bible is steadfastness. It's a determination. It's a willingness to stand firm. Patience is like this picture of a soldier on the battlefield who says, this is where I am making my stand and I'm going to face the enemy and I am not moving. I am not going to run anymore. I am not going to retreat, but I am taking my stand right here. And with God's help, I'm going to overcome. Right in Ephesians chapter 6, which says, having done all to stand, stand firm. That talks about standing with the full armor of God. That is patience. Patience is an assertive word. Patience is, if I could say it, an aggressive word. 
Patience is not passive. But patience is actually spiritually aggressive. And it's where we take the posture of this is what God has promised. This is what God has said. And I am not going to move. Over 20 years of pastoring, guys. I mean, I kind of laugh at myself a little bit. I realize I've been at it that long. But over 20 years of pastoring, here's one of the things I found. One of the most important spiritual characteristics that you can develop in your life is patience. And the word I like to use for it is grit. It's just like this, this grittiness, this toughness, where you're like, this is what God said and I'm not going to move. And you know why that's important? Because there is all kinds of battles. There's all kinds of challenges. There's tribulations. There's things that come against us. And if you quit easy, if you give up, you know, without much of a fight, if you're always retreating, you are never going to walk out what God has for you. Right? I, I, I've seen people who are very talented and very anointed and very gifted and they just seem to have everything going for them but because they never develop patience, they never develop steadfastness, they never develop a spiritual grit or a spiritual grittiness in their heart, they never accomplish anything God's called them to because every time it gets hard they quit. Every time things are not easy, they, they find a spiritual excuse to stop and go do something else, right? It's not easy in their church, so they go to another church. It's not easy in their job, so they quit and go somewhere else. They always have a spiritual reason for it. But what happens over time is you just watch them never walk out what God has for them. On the flip side, I've seen some people who are not particularly talented, who are not very anointed. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just there's not like this incredible anointing on their life. They're not that gifted. They don't have that many things going for them. Some of them have major challenges, but they just learn to be patient. They just learn to keep showing up. They just learn to keep pushing forward. They just learn that even if it's hard, I'm going to stand on what God said to me. I'm going to stay with the people that God's called me to be with. I'm not going to move. And those are the people who over time move forward in what God has for them. Why? Because they develop patience. Right? They develop this steadfastness. That's why I love James 1, 2 to 4. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces, one translation says patience, the English Standard Version says steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That word perfect means mature. You want to grow up in God? Then learn to develop steadfastness. Learn to develop patience. Next level church, God wants to take you to the next level. But one of the things that he's growing you in to get there is he's growing you in patience. Come on, somebody say level up. And so today we've talked about leveling up. We've talked about what God is doing. And I I feel like there's a prophetic sense to this message. Next level church, God is building hope into you. Next level church, God is building joy into you in a fresh way. Furthermore, next level church, God is building patience in you. Yeah, it's, it's been hard doing church in the middle of a pandemic. Right? But what are we gonna do? Are we gonna quit? Are we gonna, are we gonna throw in the towel? Are we gonna go home and do something else? We're we gonna say, okay, we didn't see this coming. This is what, but we're gonna let God develop patience in us and steadfastness and a grit. Cause listen, if you can stay connected and do church as a church community now, you can handle a whole bunch of other challenges. Whatever life throws at you, whatever culture throws at you, you can be ready. Why? Cause you allowed the Lord to mature you and to develop this patience. And this leads to the last thing in this verse, Romans 12 verse 12 it says, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. And last but not least, be constant in prayer. God in 2021, Next Level Church, is calling you to level up in the place of prayer. God wants you to level up in prayer. And if you will follow after him in prayer, he will cause you to level up in an incredible way. I don't think it's by accident that the Lord spoke to your pastors through these 21 days of prayer and fasting. 
I believe that God is not just like this is supposed to be a 21 day thing and then we're done and oh thank God we're done that. Let's just go back to life as normal. No, God wants to take you deeper in fasting and he wants to take you deeper in prayer. Now, I don't have time today, and it's not my purpose to do a larger teaching on prayer. I believe your pastors will have have and will continue to teach regarding prayer. But I just want to go after the heart of prayer with you. I want to go after the heart of prayer. Will you let God call you deeper in the place of prayer? See, prayer in its simplest form is simply this. It's talking to God, and it's listening to God. That's what prayer is about. It's just talking to him and it's listening for his answers. And every believer is called to be a prayer. Right? We've got these weird ideas in church. I don't know exactly where they came from. But we have these weird ideas that prayer is only for the select few super spiritual people. Right? Prayer is for the intercessors. Prayer is for the Holy Spirit grandmas in the corner of the church. And they're the ones who pray and then the rest of us. No. Prayer is for every believer. Prayer is for every member of the church family. We are all called to pray. Why? Because we're all called to talk to God and we're all called to listen to God. And then there's something powerful that happens when we learn to start praying in agreement and we come together. That's why the Bible says if two or three of you will agree on anything as touching, it shall be done for you by my Father who is in heaven. There's power in agreement and we come and pray. Pray together. And I want to encourage you, Next Level Church, even in this season, as God is causing you to level up, as God is taking you to the next level, let Him take you there in prayer. Come on, somebody say level up. I want to remind you today that the church was not birthed, the early church in the book of Acts was not birthed in a planning meeting. It was not birthed in a strategic planning session or a strategy meeting. It was not even birthed in an evangelistic meeting, but the church was birthed in a prayer meeting. And I believe to go forward, I believe to go to the next level, we need to first go back to the beginning. And we need to make sure that we've got the basics in place. And part of that is understanding that first First and foremost, we are called to be a house of prayer for all nations. Guys, in the days that are coming, there is going to be darkness. But in the darkness, the light is only going to shine brighter. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be battles. There's going to be persecutions. But God is raising up His church as a house of prayer for all nations. And it is going to be praying churches that are going to be those that stand strong in the days to come. Next level church, I want to encourage you. The days for cream puff, consumer based, lukewarm Christianity are over. They are not going to cut it. Now, they never really were ever going to cut it. But in this day, more than ever, it is not going to cut it. It is time to level up. And each one of you, as I bring this to a close today, who's listening to me, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I don't have to, if I have to get into your mix a little bit today, but I want to call you today to a fresh commitment to Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about getting saved. I am talking about living for Him on a daily basis. We have too many Christians who are saved, but are not following Jesus on a daily basis. We've got to move from just being saved to actually walking with Him every single day. And if there's lukewarmness in your life, if you're being consumer-based, where it's more about what can I get, and what's easiest for me, and what's best for me, if you've got kind of cream puff Christianity going on, where it's all 
just about easy and fun and sweet. And you never want to sacrifice. You never want to fast. You never want to take steps of faith. I want to call you to level up. I want to call you to move beyond all that and to move into truly following Jesus Christ in your everyday life. I want to call you as we close today to a fresh commitment to Jesus. And I also want to call you to a fresh commitment to His church. God's hand is on Next Level Church. Believe me. God's hand is on your pastors. God's hand is on your leadership team. God's hand is on you as a church family. And God is looking for people who are not just going to be fans, who are going to come every once in a while and sit way up in the stands. I mean, I know we can't even do that nowadays with COVID. But, you know, sit up in the fans, kind of cheering on. Oh, that was a nice message. Oh, it's that. But they never want to be involved. They never want to serve. They never want to give. God is saying, listen, I want you to move from being fans And I'm calling you to be on the field. Why? Because there's too much that I have for you to do. There's too much that I've called Next Level Church to do. Your pastors cannot do it by themselves. The core leadership team cannot do it by themselves. But every single person that's called to this church needs to rise up. They need to level up. Move to the next level and say, you know what? I'm coming out of the stands. I'm not just going to be a fan, but I'm getting on the field and I'm going to push forward what God has for it. You know, today is Super Bowl Sunday. And I don't know if I have any football fans out there. To be honest, I'm not a huge football guy. I'm more of a basketball guy. Raptors, we the North, NBA championships. This year's a little rough, but it's okay. We're still praying. We're coming through. But you know what? I'll still watch the Super Bowl. And one of the things in the Super Bowl is that tonight in the Super Bowl, there's going to be two teams, and these teams are facing off against each other for a trophy. And every member of that team has a role, and every member of that team matters. And see, one of the things that's interesting about football, one man cannot do it. You know, if uh, if Mahomes or, or Brady stepped out on the field and they tried to win the game all by themselves without their offensive line, without the running backs, without the receivers, without the defensive team, the, the, there's no way you're going to win that championship by yourself. Every member of the team matters. And in the same way, I believe this is a beautiful picture for the Spirit, and this is a beautiful picture of what God is doing in Next Level Church. Every member of this church matters. And so I want to encourage you. I just, I sense this in my heart to call you to level up even in your commitment to next level church. Get plugged into what God's doing. Right? I know we can't serve a lot right now, but as soon as the doors start opening up, get involved in the team. Get involved in serving. Right? Get involved in giving. That's one of the reasons why bringing our tithes and offerings are so important. Because God wants to work through you to help fund what He's doing through the church. But you know, if you've got a church where so many people are coming and receiving, but they're not actually giving, right? That's just, that's not the way God designed for it to happen. And so I want to call you to level up. And those of you listening, you know who I'm speaking to. You know because the Holy Spirit is just speaking to your heart right now. And I love you. I want you to live out the fullness of what God has for you. Right, and I can come in and bring it strong because I'm not here next week. So if you're mad at me, it's I love you anyways. But I'm going home to my church. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the mess to your pastors to clean up. No, I'm just playing. It won't be a mess. But I want to call you to level up, even in your commitment, your commitment to Christ, but your commitment to His church. Some people are like, well, I love Jesus, but I don't, I don't know about church. Well, that's a lot of line, right? Because Jesus said, I'm going to build my church, and the gates will not prevail. I know church can look all kinds of different ways. But there's a major way that this church manifests through local bodies as we come together. 
And so, forgive me for getting on my soapbox for a few moments, but I just felt as I closed, I want to encourage you in leveling up, even in your commitment to Christ and your commitment to church. I'm not trying to say this because I feel like, oh, none of you are doing it. I think there's amazing commitment in this church. And I think there's amazing commitment in so many people's lives. But I believe for the days that are coming, God is calling all of us higher. He's calling me higher. He's calling every one of us higher. And we need to say yes to him. So again, how are we going to level up? Come on, somebody we are. One last time, say level up. How are we going to? Well, God's going to level us up in hope. God's going to level us up in joy. God's going to level us up in patience. And God's going to level us up in constant prayer. Will you join me in saying yes to him? Will you join me in saying yes, Lord? We will level up in you. Amen? Amen. Can I take a moment and just pray for you today? Again, it's been a huge honor to come and share. I really pray that just what I've been saying will really touch each one and impact your lives so that God can just take you into that next level of what he has. I'm praying over these 21 days, even as you engage in the church, as you obey and as you respond to the Lord, he is leveling you up. And next level church in 2021, in the name of Jesus, you are going to the next level. Amen? All right, let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we just come before you today. Lord, I thank you so much for Next Level Church. God, I thank you for this wonderful congregation. I thank you for their wonderful pastors. I thank you for their wonderful leadership. And I just pray real simply today in Jesus' name, even as this word has been about leveling up, God, that you are going to level them up in you. Father, I pray that each one listening today will say yes to you. They will say yes to leveling up. They'll say yes to going to the next level. Lord, I thank you. It's not going to happen by might. It's not going to happen by power, but it's going to happen by your spirit. But I thank you, Holy Spirit, for even coming now, ministering to each person. Come on, wherever you are right now, just I know we're all watching online, but just create a moment before God. And if if you know I've been speaking to you, maybe there's part of my message or all of my message at home, just wherever you are, I want you just to say yes to the Lord. You know, just put your hands out like you're receiving and just create a moment before God and just say yes to him. Say, yes, Lord, I, I want to go to that next level in you. Yes, Lord, I'm going to level up. Maybe God was talking about just even some things in your commitment to him and commitment to the church. Just say yes to him. And so, Father, we thank you for this. Thank you so much for just what you are doing in Next Level Church in 2021 and beyond. And once again, God, we just want to be those that say yes to you. I thank you that we're all part of your body. We're all part of your team, and we are working together in the GTA and beyond to see your kingdom advance. And so we love you, Lord, and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed, said, amen. All right, well, once again, it's been a huge honor to share with you. Love you guys. Love your pastors. Uh, You know, just before I go, I just want to make sure if there's anyone watching, you're not right with Christ, right? Maybe you've tuned into this broadcast. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you followed him, but you fell away somewhere along the way. I want to call you today to come to him, right? The Bible teaches us that God loves us with an everlasting love, but teaches us that we've been separated from that love by sin. Sin, because we have sinned, and I'm not just pointing the finger at you. I've sinned, we've all sinned, right? The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of God's standard. Because of sin, we're separated from God. Because we're separated from God, we deserve eternal punishment. That's all of us. We all deserve eternal punishment. Now, that's the bad news. Here's the good news. Jesus came. God came in the flesh. He died and he rose again. He said, if you will turn your back on sin and you'll put your faith and trust in me, I will save you. I will forgive you. I will free you. And you can now walk with me. 
And so if you're watching today and you've never made that decision, or maybe you did, but you fell away and you know you need to come back, make today the day. Make today the day that you say yes to Jesus. Right? And so if that's you and you know it, we're going to pray a prayer. And I want all of us to pray this together. But I want you to pray it from your heart. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin. And I commit my life to you. Fill me. Forgive me. Free me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, well, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, I want you to know God heard you and God is answering that prayer. And he has filled you with his spirit and he is freeing you and he's forgiving you. And he wants to teach you to walk with him. And so if you did, though, I really want to encourage you. Uh, Next Level Church is just an amazing church family and they would love to be able to support you and journey with you. And so there's going to be some information for you that will come up so that you can uh, just let them know that you made the decision. But just tell somebody. Let somebody know made this decision because we are a family and we all want to work together. All right. Well, God bless you. It's been great to be with you. Next Level Church. God's taking you to the next level of 2021. In the name of Jesus, it's time for you to level up. All right. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday.